Hey, yo, what's going on? Got a little bit of a golf show lineup building for the Masters, doing all that type of stuff. How y'all doing today? Yeah, so we're going to final thoughts, answer any questions that you guys have. Uh, but now that we have pretty much secure ownership, ownership is up on Patreon, all that type of stuff, projections, we can now build some lineups. So we'll use the tool. I have my uh, interest updated on the screen right now, uh, but they're going to update even more because I am probably going to be pretty aggressive with the Masters. If you're playing single entry three max, you'd be different. But if we want to pull up right now, the lineup optimizer, you can follow along with this in the description on Patreon. I think that there's a lot of ways to get different. So how's it going? See a bunch of people in the chat right now. We got Rick in the chat. Jay Money says, fellas, fellas, Doug over on Twitch. What's up, Doug? How you doing? Need your greatness to win the dollar. We got Mark in the chat. Zay, my man, Zay. What's going on, Zay? Discord's only Zay. Going to try to golf out. Going to need a lot of help. Yeah, golf's all about leverage. And there's not going to be any better leverage than probably the Masters. The Majors, the Masters, all the news right now. So I plan to get 0% of Jordan Spieth. I probably will have 0% of Paul Casey and Corey Connors. Maybe not 0% of, of, of those guys, but close to it. Um, and here's why. They, they, they are great options today uh, or tomorrow. They're great options this week. Maybe not Connors because he's cheap enough, but 0% of Jordan Spieth definitely. And I'll have to make a decision on Paul Casey if I want to take him out of the player pool. But let's just do this right now, right? So we could pull up Jordan Spieth um, and we can take him out of the player pool. Uh, so what you're seeing right now is I'm, I'm just basically manually taking out the guys who are not going to give me much leverage. Like, I, I don't want to play a 30-plus percent on Jordan Spieth, a 20-plus percent on Corey Connors, and Paul Casey need to be limited to an extent, right? So I'm ready to win some Dalruskis armed with nothing but sales projections and the picks. We love to hear it. We love to hear it, micro-chaotic. Micro Trying for that Super Draft takedown. Yeah. Super Draft gave your boy a 1,000-person contest with $500 to first, or $500 in total, 100 bucks to first. And we have a day until the master starts, and only 83 out of 1,000 people are in it. I mean, my fault for dropping the ball to kind of promote this, send out an email and some tweets today. Um, but be sure to get in here. Let's see if we update it now, if there's any more. 85 people now. So literally, this is not gonna. This is not even 10% filled yet with the master starting tomorrow. So uh, it's free to enter in any state that you're in, even if you're in a state where it's not legal since it's a free contest, you can play in it. Now the contest is linked down below in the description. So let's take out Jordan Spieth right now. Let's also take out Paul Casey um, and see what happens, right? Like we could obviously limit the exposures that we want to get on these guys. But let's just take those guys out uh, and let's start to play around with some things here. So uniques in a lineup. We can go two just to get some uniqueness there. And then we can add randomness. So I'm just using the optimizer. Again, you can play around with this if you want to on your end. Let's add a lot of randomness since it is golf. Golf. So build one. And we will build 150 lineups. So let's see what happens there. So I, I have no interest in playing Jordan Speed this week. Um, I had a lot of interest, as you saw in the videos this week. I have an outright bet on Paul Casey. I thought about some top 10 placings, and Corey Connors went with Max Homa instead in those videos. But um, yeah, it, it just doesn't make much sense to play the 20-plus percent owned guys this week, and there's three of them. And it's going to be Connors, it's going to be Casey, and it's going to be Speed. Speed to me just, I mean, sure, he's underpriced because he won last week, and he's been playing top five golf on the planet this year. Um, but still was just a pretty easy fade once you know that 30% ownership is going to be following that. If he's in your lineups and he wins the Masters, you're probably going to need him, but he's not helping you win your contest, right? 30% on speed wins the Masters. You're going to be holding hands with, what's how many people are in the Million Maker? 100, 200,000? There's still going to be 50,000 people that have him in the lineup. Like if you're trying to, like, why are you, like not helping you, right? Really not helping you. Your, your hope should be that he finishes outside the top five or top 10. Uh, and that seems much more likely right now. 
First time watching the PGA stream. Here we go. Yeah, Devin, let's do it. Let's do it. So any questions, get them into the chat. Uh, I'm going to be letting these lineups build right to now, and we can talk through them. So these are the lineups now if we take out Paul Casey. So it's a lineup building show, but also any questions, get them in here. Like, subscribe to those things, whether you're watching live or on the replay. If you're listening on to this, I don't know if I'm going to put it on the podcast version, but we'll kind of vocalize everything that we're going through right now. Fellas, 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 says Brayden. How do you feel about Palmer this week? Ryan Palmer isn't a player pool for me right now. Uh, so my player pool currently consists of, I, I'm going to have to change it, but uh, guys that are currently out of 88 golfers in this field, I currently had around 40 in a player pool. That's going to be more. Like I'll, I'll have guys at 5% or below. So my player pool will probably be around 60% or 60 of these guys. Um, but uh, yes, Ryan Palmer is one of those. If I see where Palmer ranks out, rates out overall for me today, Ryan Palmer rates out as my fourth overall play, but in golf ratings are weird because the prices really differentiate. So like lower priced guys are normally going to rate out higher for you. So most of my guys that are top rated are seven and six K range guys, like almost all of them, right? Daniel Berger is the first guy and he's my 20th overall play, but he's clearly better than that. So these are the types of lineups you start to get. You start to get a chalky Daniel Berger, who's also coming in for 20% ownership. Um, you get to get Cam Smith, who's coming up with some ownership, but you're getting some low-owned options. You're getting uh, Brooks in single digits. You're getting Siwoo in single digits. You're getting Homa right around single digits. So these are the types of lineups that you can start to build. Um, and I'm okay with a Daniel Berger 20% ownership if he's kind of that guy, if he's in a unique lineup like this, which I guess you can say with Paul Casey and things like that. Um, so maybe we even take out Daniel Berger, but this is just me trying to gain a good amount of leverage. And you have to keep in mind, it's an 88 person field where there's like 10 to 15 golfers that are just Freddie Couples, right? And Vijay Singh, who just have invitations here. Uh, for past championships. So really, you can boil this down to being like a 75 golfer field. So you don't want to take out too many guys just because placing points in general are going to be easier to come by. Um, but these are the types of lineups that we get when we add some randomness, when we put two uniques on. Uh, and again, following down right now, if you're watching the 100 people that are watching live right now, you can check it out down below if you want to use the optimize there. But it's interesting. So let me know what you think. I'm definitely fading Spieth. I'm, I love Paul Casey. He is one of the best options this week if you're playing cash. But now you're starting to get to Burger, Paul Casey, and Corey Connors as the next highest owned guys. Sure, you can play one of them, right? But if you want an ultra leveraged lineup, if you're trying to play in large field stuff, like I could play Paul Casey in a single entry 500 person field, right? I can get enough different spots there. But that's a really tough decision to try and make in a Millie Maker unless you're really going off the wall with some of your lower owned guys. So here's another lower owned uh, type of a lineup, right? Like total lineup ownership here is only 67%. I think that's good. Like if we were to run, so let, let's just have a, let's just have another run with, we'll do this. We'll do no randomness. So let's just do a run if we just try to go for cash, right? So um, we're going to have to add back into the player pool, everybody. So we'll add Jordan Spieth and Paul Casey back into the player pool. And what I want to show you is what the total lineup ownership on some of the highest projected lineups are. And these lineups you might be building on your own and be like, oh, these lineups look good today. And unless you're playing cash, which I don't really know why you're doing that in golf, um, not the sport to be playing cash, very variant sport. But yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be trying to go out there uh, and play some of these lineups that are about to pop up. Not the ones we just looked at. I am now basically building lineups that are cash lineups, your optimal lineups. If ownership didn't matter, which it clearly does. If getting different didn't matter, which it clearly does in GPPs. So let those, let's let those build out. Let's check in on the chat today. How you doing? National Beer Day. How y'all doing? You like the, the little master shirt on? I, I, I'm trying to wear some like green shirts and get some green shirts. But if I use the green screen, your boy's going to look like a floating body out here with a mic in front of him. Not great. Sal, my man, we ready for some schmacks. Morning, Sal. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. First time watching the stream. Nice. Morning, Sal. I know you like Kepka. How do you feel about his injury? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kepka more so in the betting market because you got him at 30. Some people got him at 35 to 1. He's still floating around as of yesterday morning at 28 to 1. So Brooks is a yes for me also in the DFS marketplace, but he's a much better play in just 
the betting markets because of the value there. Like you get a cheap price point on them in DFS, so that's where the value comes from. But like if you're betting on the outrights, you don't care if he misses the cut. In DFS, you really care if he misses the cut because then your lineup is tanked. In the outright markets, you just want him to win. So you don't care if he finishes second or with a missed cut. So, um, but Brooks, I mean, he's obviously fantastic at the Masters. Seventh, second, 11th, he withdrew from the Masters back in, I believe, 2018 for an injury. So yeah, I mean, he says he feels good. He's moving around fine. I know that there's some conflicting reports of, oh, he doesn't look like his complete self out there. And then you talk to see another guy and he's like, oh, he looks like his complete self. So I think when you go into it with, like if there's reporters there going into it, and sure, you just had surgery, so I'm, cer- I'm sure that he is sore sometimes bending down and things like that. But when you go into it, it's pretty remarkable that he's playing this quick after it, microscopic, I believe, so shouldn't be that much of a recovery time. But if you're going into it and like scouting Brooks Kepka when you're actually at the Masters right now, and you're going into it with the mindset that I think he's hurt or he's probably hurt, you might be seeing some stuff, right? Um, but everything, his caddy's obviously going to be saying everything's fine. Everything seems to be okay. Got invited to a master's pool with a bunch of casual fans, hoping to have a big advantage since you know how to pick low-tier golfers like Lanto that nobody knows. Yeah, Lanto looks great. The problem with Lanto, like I, I went from a yes to a maybe on Lanto if I pull up the 6K range. The problem is that there's just so many good options in the low 7s and the upper 6s. So like Lanto doesn't set up well here. He sets up good when his approach and his putting is, is firing, and it has really been for the last half year to a year. That's great. But we know that he's not going to be as strong of a player around the greens, which matters a lot here. He's not going to be as strong of a player off the tee. But for the price point, sure, Lanto looks good. He's probably my favorite below $6,500 play. But you have guys like Kokrak and you have guys like Connors that you're seeing right here. So let's go back to those lineups now and we'll show you basically what the cash lineups are going to be looking like this week. These are going to be the lineups that you don't want to play in GPPs because look at this, 106% lineup ownership. If you were looking at playing this lineup in a GPP this week, do not. Daniel Berger, I mean, this lineup is just a definition of a chalk fest. Corey Connors, answer, Paul Casey, Bryson. You could insert Bryson, switch him out with JT or Rom, any of those guys up there. Berger and Hovland. I mean, Hovland is your lowest owned guy and he's not even in my projection. So these are my ownership projections and my point projections right here. They're all down below on Patreon. I could throw them into the live chat if you just want to follow along with those. But yeah, it's not going to probably be in your best interest to be playing this lineup on the screen. You playing this lineup on the screen, you're not going to be winning anything. Maybe maybe you'll min cash, but who wants to be doing that? What's the point of that? Um, these lineups right here, over 100% total ownership. So if we just like scroll down to like what the average total ownership is going to be, you're probably going to start to see like, if you play Jordan Spieth and, and Paul Casey, average owner, total ownership is going to be in like the 80% range. So if I start to with, trying to take out guys like Jordan Spieth and a Paul Casey or Berger, right? Or Corey Connors, these high-owned guys, we can now get our total lineup ownership. And Paul Casey, I have him at 24%. Like that's a lot. Like I, I'm probably going to take him out. Um, but now we start to get our average lineups around 60%. So I don't even care who's in that lineup. If it's a 60% total lineup ownership, I'm probably getting one or two single digit owned guys. So I think the move is to take out Paul Casey and to take out Jordan Spieth right now. Because I'd rather be rolling it with Bryson as a higher-owned guy or Berger right now. Berger versus Paul Casey is a tough one, but I have Casey at 24% right here, projected ownership, Berger at 20%. So these types of lineups, not so great. I mean, Kokrak at 6% helps you out in this lineup. Like if you're playing in a small field single entry with 500 or less people, this one will help you out. Any love for Matthew Fitzpatrick? Rates out very well in the model, but the ownership seems to be picking up. Uh, yeah, I actually like Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think we, we could probably find him. Yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick, I have him at 14%. He's in a player pool. He's not a yes for me, but he's a decent player. I'm a huge Kepka fan. What's your stance on him? I have him at as a 30 to 1 outright betting ticket, and I like him at a low ownership number in DFS. Yeah, he's a yes for me this week. What do you think about Louis and Day? I don't think I have interest in either of them. They're not in a player pool. Which is strategy for Superdraft single entry? Trying to get people who are the most likely to make the cut or higher multipliers less important? I mean, it's the same thing as like DraftKings, right? In terms of making the cut, look at made cut equity. You can't really project that too much outside of their skill level and I guess past made cut equity, but. Um, doesn't always predict future, of course. 
Yeah, I would say that you should, on Superdraft, just be highest projected players plus highest multipliers is the best combo. Good morning, Sal. Thank you. Good morning to you as well. Bryson and Homa or Rahm and Connors? Give me Bryson and Homa. Um, Connors is just going to be way too high on. Like, I'd rather get less if I have to. I'm eating all the chocolate speed. Sounds like a terrible idea, but you do you, my man. So um, now what we can go back to doing is we can go back to fading speed completely. So I'm not trying to play 30% on Jordan Spieth. It's not helping me if he even wins the tournament. It's really not doing much. And let's take out Paul Casey and Jordan Spieth. We'll keep in there Berger. I mean, I, Paul Casey's just playing insane right now. But chalk Paul Casey, when has that ever worked out? And at the end of the day, even if Paul Casey finishes seventh at this event, his 25% ownership this week really ain't going to be doing it for him. So we have to pick our spots in terms of where we want to get to the, get to the ownership. If I get to Connor's ownership, I'll leave Connor's in right now because he's at least cheaper, right? He at least opens up the ability to leave money on the table, things like that. So there's a couple things we could do. We could put the max salary at 49,900, leave $100 on the table in every single one of our lineups. We'll put two uniques on and I'll put about 30%, 35% randomness. So now we're building a very unique build. Unique builds that have upside though, right? We're not, we're not just playing shit players and golfers, if you will. All right, so now we have this coming in here. So I also haven't filtered out the players that I don't have complete interest in. Like I don't have interest really in Sanjay this week, but I haven't filtered him out of the player pool. But now you start to get some differentiated lineups. This is a balanced build. This is no $10,000 guys. You have Brooks, you have Neiman, you have Day, you have Fitzpatrick, right? These are some guys that I don't have interest in playing. But you can see here, Tony Finau this week is not picking up ownership right now. I've met 10% projected ownership. Great job, great for the course. Has played well at this course. Second place finishers at this course, right? So here's a different type of build with lower owned guys who all have pretty high ceilings. Fina has a ceiling. Is it a winning, right? The, the joke around there? No. Is it top tie, top five, Tony, top 10? Yeah. Bryson clearly has a ceiling. Neiman clearly has a ceiling. Wallace actually has a ceiling for the price point. More clear. Like, so these are the types of differentiated lineups. 62% total ownership. Um, maybe 70% total ownership might be a little bit better. But 62% total ownership, these are lineups that I want to be playing. Here's another one. This one actually looks really good because you're getting high-owned guys in Cantley and Berger, but it's still lower than what's probably going to be a lot of 90% ownership. So 83%, a little bit more ownership, but you get a 3% Harmon and 8% Brooks as of right now to kind of balance that out. So it's all about leverage. I really don't care about the players. Jordan Spieth's name this week could be Rory McIlroy. It could be Dustin Johnson. If he was 30% owned, I'd be fading him. I don't care how well they've been playing. This is golf. If Jordan Spieth does not win the golf tournament, even if he finishes in second or third, I'm probably fine by not playing him, especially in smaller field stuff. So what would it cost me to get the access to the optimizer? I apologize if I miss it, says Sean. Yeah, so I'll just drop the link into the chat, my man, Sean. Um, I don't currently have just the optimizer available for purchase. It's included in packages. It will be available on its own once I have the WordPress portion up, but I don't have the way. Basically, the optimizer has my projections and right here, right? It, it like my, These are my actual projections. My projections are right here, project, I mean, projected ownership. So it has all my tools in them. So I, I don't want to be putting it out there as its own separate lower price thing, but it's, it's very cheap. Like it's, it's a $10 add-on to any of the packages that I have. Um, so yes, so this is kind of like the, I'd say the high level of what I'm doing lineup wise. Obviously there's a lot more to add. I'm going to filter out players from a player pool. I don't want to get Freddie couples. Like if we look at what this, this is not my final build by any means, but this is what I'm starting to get. So this is what I start to get. I start to get around the field on Corey Connors, which isn't great, but again, he's cheap over the field on Tony Fino, double the field. We love that uh, over the field on Brooks Kepa. I mean, probably triple the field. I'm fine with that over the field on Berger. If I'm going to play a chalky guy, might as well take a stance and go over the field. Um, so you can see I'm actually getting a lot of balanced builds here is what this is giving me when you start to take out Paul Casey's value and Jordan Speed's value because Bryson is my highest own 10K plus guy. And I like that. I actually like Bryson a lot this week, 18%. Webb Simpson is not somebody I have much interest in. He'll probably get excluded out of the player pool. But for right now, that's fine. Kokrak, I'll be above the field on him. I think he offers good value. Probably be around the field on John Rahm and Xander and JT. Um, so yeah, this is the types of ways that I'll be approaching it. 
Um, this optimizer makes it very easy to get differentiated lineups because you know exactly what the ownership that you're working with is right here, right? Um, so I, I think sticking between 60 and 75, 65, 75, somewhere around that in total lineup ownership is going to give you a lot of upside this week. Once you start to get, if you, if you have a, a lineup with 100% total lineup ownership, you, you, you're not winning anything. If you're putting money into the Millie Maker, hoping you're winning a million dollars, you're just not going to be doing it. What are some of the best entries to max out slash single entry for the Masters? Yeah, so like the best single entry in three max contests, I haven't really looked too much. I've reserved some stuff, but it depends on what your playing stakes are. You just go down the leaderboards or go down the, the contest uh, lobby, right? And when you go down the lobby for PGA, um, like I could look at some right now. I'll pull it up on the screen right now. And you're just on DraftKings, right? And you, you type in this, you're looking for single entry in three max. So this one has 694 people. That's not bad. $200 buying. So it depends on what you're trying to spend this week, but 694 people. That's good. That's just low field single entry, higher buying, $200, harder competition, but depends on what you're trying to do. But if you just want to go down a whole lot, like you can go down a whole lot here, we can start to find some single entries, single entry double ups, if that's your type of thing. Um, and you could start to find, let me actually filter this by uh, overall buy-in so there's there's three let me see the masters there's three millie makers this week holy cow the, the mega one four thousand four hundred forty four dollars how about that and more and more will open up which is a nice thing so like the albatross has twelve thousand people i mean that's a fine contest i'll probably join into it but i'm not too excited to be playing in something with that many people um single entry so here's a three max hundred fifty dollar buy-in 555 people so that's a smaller field contest i like that single entry five dollars fourteen thousand people it's not great but it's only five bucks so i'll probably max enter all these Single entry, $33, 1,700 people. Single entry, 555. That's a nice contest. 74 people are already in it. I'll have to reserve that. 100 people are in that one. So you can see the more that you scroll down, the more options you'll have. $33 with only 1,700 people. That's what I like to see. Single entry and three max with um, low field numbers. $12, 2,400 people. That's fine. Usually I like to be below $1,000, but that's clearly fine. Three max right here, $20 buying, 1,400 people. The reason why people don't want these ones is because there's only $5,000 or $10,000 to first because everybody wants to chase the million dollars and nobody's going to win it. Here's a really good one. $75, 378 people in it, assuming the payout structure is fine. So yeah, you just, you just scroll down. Um, just target the lower field stuff. If you're just getting in right now, we have like 100 and something people watching. Uh, in the link in the description below, it's totally free to enter. It's for the Masters, Superdraft, one of our sponsors. They're putting this together. No matter which state that you live in, it's going to be free. There's only 88 people out of a thousand spots in this, and this starts tomorrow. I kind of dropped the ball because, you know, I mean, well, in general, golf videos don't do as well as basketball or NFL, but it's a master's week, so they're trying to really promote this. It's free to enter. Free right here, right? Free to enter. No matter which state you live in, even if it's super draft, is not legal there since it's free to enter, you can play. This thing starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So we are 22 hours away and we're not even 10% filled right now. So uh, it's in the description below. There's real money prizes. There's giveaway prizes like merch and draft guides. But of course, there's also real money, $500 up for grabs. So you can check that out. It's totally free. Adds no additional stress to you. So yeah, I think I'll probably float around the 70% total lineup ownership. You can set that if you want to in the optimizer, right? So you, like you can set your total max ownership in your lineups if you really, really wanted to. Like I can put in here 80% or 85% is like, no matter what, the highest lineups that I will get will only give me 85%. And you could run a build like that. So that'll actually really help you get unique lineups. You don't even have to worry about who's in your player pool. You're automatically getting unique lineups. So right here, we just crunched that, right? So now every single one of the, the, the builds that I have, every single one of the lineups that I enter, it's not going to be over 80% total ownership or 85%. So it could be at 80, it could be at 75, it could be at 60, but it won't be at 85, won't be at 90, won't be at 100. So what that does is it reduces your lineups that are getting duplicated. How do I enter your contest, Sal? It is in the link in the description below this video. Uh, so you can check it out. I'll actually, I'll drop it into the chat as well. Uh, let me pull it off of Twitter because I put it on Twitter earlier. But um, yeah, it's in the link in the description below of this video. It is right to now in the description. Actually, that's not right. What tool is this? This is the Big Energy Optimizer. It is my optimizer if you want to check it out. Um, it is also linked in the description below. 
big energy optimizer. It's a part of my Patreon package. So now you're going to get no lineups. So now, now we have unique lineups because we have two uniques in a lineup. We have randomness. We know that's going to be happening there. We're fading Jordan Spieth. We don't even have to fade Paul Casey at this point. Like you don't have, once you start to put total max lineup ownership, and if you want to put it at 75% and play Paul Casey, like we can put now Paul Casey back into the player pool. I'm still fine fading Spieth. And like, I, I like Jordan Spieth a lot. I think he's a fantastic golfer. I root for Jordan Spieth. I, I don't, I'm not knocking anybody who likes Jordan Spieth. I am talking specifically about trying to win money. And if you're playing Jordan Spieth this week and you're strongly advocating for Jordan Spieth this week, that means that you have some sort of inside read that he is going to finish first, second with a lot of scoring points or third with a lot of scoring points for you to want to be eating 35% ownership in like a million maker, right? So now we add Paul Casey back into the contest. Since Paul Casey is pretty highly owned, let's put the max total lineup ownership at, let's get really different. Let's put it at 75%. So now we're getting really different here, right? That might be too much. We might be able to put it at 80, but 75% max total lineup ownership. And now it's going to start to build out some of our lineups. Thanks, Al. No problem. No problem, Chrysler. Hey, man, I'm stuck between Homa and Connors. Eamon Berger. Um, give me Homa over Connors, and then I'll take Berger. Berger will be highly owned, but you kind of balance that out with Homa. Homa will be half the ownership as Connors. Um, and I just really don't like Sanjay all that much this week. I'm sure I'll get to some Sanjay because of his lower ownership. So. Now we start to get these types of lineups, which I'm not going to play Lee Westwood probably. He's 1% projected ownership, so that's why he's going to get into a lot of stuff. But we can start to look at some other ones. So here's a decent one. Sanjay, who I was just talking about. Sanjay, Billy Horschel, Homa, who you were just talking about. Palmer, Tony Finau, and John Rahm. So that combination is pretty good. So I like this type of lineup. It's giving us 64% total lineup ownership. Let's see if we can get to, here we go. So here's like a 74%. So this lineup makes sense. We're getting a Chalky Connors. We're getting a Chalky Burger. It's balancing out with a single-digit Brooks, single-digit M and a single digit uh, Louis. Louis, who always plays well here. Hovland, who fire irons have not been there as consistently as of late. But now we're starting to get to some lineups that make sense. This one has 72% total lineup ownership. You're getting Rahm and M again. You're getting Adam Scott. You're getting Kokrak as your pivot off of a Corey Connors right in that range. So these I like. And you might be looking at these and saying, oh, these look gross compared to all the chalk lineups I'm building. Yeah, they're going to. Like, obviously, your optimal lineups. If you want to play the optimal lineup this week, it's going to have 110% total lineup ownership. And... If you finish 7,000th in a contest and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to win 50 bucks. No, you're not. You're going to split it so many different ways and you're going to walk out with $28 with your $20 buy-in. Like brutal. Like why'd you even play, right? Unless you win the million dollars and you split it with, let's just say 500 people, right? I mean, which is still brutal. Like if you're entering a lineup that has 100 plus percent, even 90 plus percent total lineup ownership, you should not be thinking you're going to win the million maker or you should not be thinking you're going to win 50,000 or 100,000, whatever's in first place. Because no matter what you're duping it, 10 to 100 to 500 ways, right? So you should rethink it and be like, okay, I'm entering this amount of money to beat this many people to only win $100,000. And I say only, and you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if you're only winning $100,000 and you beat out in, in a 200,000 person millimaker, that's not good. Winning $100,000, getting that check is good, right? That's good. But the way that you're actually winning it is not good if you're talking about mathematics. So that's why you should be putting yourself into better contests and building lineups that give you the ability to when you actually bink and hit hard, you're winning everything. Is this a Seawool Kim week? I'm not interested, really. So is Phil really a good play? He's a fine play. He's not a really good play. Um, but he's yeah, Phil's a fine play this week. Um, he's probably somebody who gets more into your single entry builds, rather, because he's not going to like project out insane. It's just been two weeks, so he's kind of lagging behind. So now this is the types of builds we start to get. And I actually like where my high owners are. Like, if you told me I'm going to have a lot of unique lineups, and these are my highest owned guys this week, I mean, why would I not? Right? I'm going to have a lot of unique lineups this week, and these are my highest owned guys this week. I mean, wh- what is there not to like with all these guys on the screen? I don't, think, I don't think there's a single guy on the screen that I actually don't want to have this much ownership towards. And I have a ton of unique lineups. The second range of this is these guys. I mean, what is not to like, right? I mean, I'm not that big on web. 
I'm not, I'm not totally big on Sanjay, but if this is giving me unique lineups, I, I could stomach it. It's fine. I can take out any biases that I have. We go down to the next range. And this is why we start to get unique in a lot of lineups because a lot of these 5 to 10% on guys are going to be in one or two of our lineups, and that's where we get unique. DJ versus Bryson, head-to-head. Uh, I'll take Bryson. What's Wallace's ownership this week? I'm at 6% projected ownership as of right now. How do I enter your contest, Sal? The link to the contest is right now in the chat. Is my fellow Canadian Mike Weir a good low on play? I don't think so. Let's see if I got any Mike Weir low ownership. I don't think I got a single ownership percentage to Mike Weir. So no, 0%. Danny, will it top eight finish? Never that. I have a Homa for a top eight. I got him at eight to one. I don't know if that's still out there, but if you could find a Homa at eight to one, snag that. No problem. No problem. No problem. No problem, Bill. No problem. A lot of people said thanks. No problem. No problem. No problem. For the low stakes single entries, do you usually have to wait for the bigger ones to fill? A lot of the times more will open up after that. What's going on at NRP? My man who spotted me in New Jersey, I believe. Um, yeah, a, a lot more will open up tomorrow morning. Like there'll be a shit ton of uh, awesome contests, like a hundred person, like there'll be like a hundred person, 333 buy-in. That's one that I won the $10,000, $10,000 buy-in. It'll be perfect like, payout structure. So there's gonna be a lot of perfect contests that open up. Master starts at 8 a.m. The lock time is you're gonna get like 6 a.m. So many great lineups uh, or so many great contests. Sal, what's your take on JT this week? In- extremely highly owned. Everything sets up for JT. Does he putt? Great. He'll finish. He'll finish top 10, maybe win. Does he not put? He'll finish top 20 and be fine. But uh, JT, very highly owned. I'm okay with JT this week. I prefer Bryson um, as it stands right now. Uh, I'll take Bryson and Rom over JT this week. And I think that's what my ownership is giving me. It's giving me Bryson, JT and Rom. I'm basically getting the same amounts of. Um, I could probably fade JT as well. Like JT is just as highly owned as Paul Casey for me. My projections reads way higher. Um, but Paul Casey's a little bit more variant than JT, right? Any interest in Adam Scott for you? He's in a player pool. That's about it. Any Harris English love? No. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? Hey, Sal, do you have three Super Draft guys that look good to you? Yeah, I mean, I have a whole thing projected on Super Draft. It's linked down below. There's no, like, Fertelli at 1.55x multiplier stands out because that's way too high of a multiplier on him. But does he make the cut, right? Uh, Jordan Spieth and, and Cole Crack and Scotty Scheffler all have really nice multipliers. But everybody really looks the same on Super Draft. So you want balanced lineups this week. If you think Fertelli can make the cut, he looks like the best projected play for me on Super Draft. But. You need a lot of different stuff. And also, if you if you want to play in that free contest on Superdraft that we were talking about, um, you can play in it. You can also, if you want to enter and play in their albatross contest, so we now have 91 people in here. So we're at 9.1% filled in this contest. It's free to enter. But they also have another contest with $10,000 to first for the Masters. And it's only 25% filled right now with 21 hours to go to lock. So highly recommend checking in tonight or at 6 a.m. or even right now. Uh, you could use the code SAL if you want to deposit and try out Superdraft. If you put 25 or more in, they'll give you $25 or more. And then there's a lot of other free contests like this one you can join. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have any contests in right now outside of this one for Superdraft yet. I'm going to be probably maxing out that $25 one, but I want to see what it starts to fill out. If, if, if I'm going to bed tonight and it's only 50% filled and there's $10,000 to first and it's only 50% filled, and I really think that that's going to be the case because it's only 25% filled right now, I'm going to max out the whole damn thing, um, which I don't normally do for like $25 buy-ins. Uh, but on Superdraft, if you're going to be getting 30% overlay with t- five figures to first, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to snag it. So you can join this contest. It's linked in the description and down below. What type of compact, what type of contest selection do you like in golf, says Ryan? Yeah, Ryan, what's going on, boss man? So I'll put this screen back up on the screen right now. And we can look at some of these guys in the 7K range that I'm liking. So Paul Casey is a yes for me. But honestly, because of th- th- this is just based on projection. If I'm talking about ownership as well, that's where that other screen that we just did uh, with the optimizer comes into play. But for Paul Casey, like optimal lineups yeah paul casey's in play if he's your first guy in your lineup he's in play but what is your total lineup ownership if i'm talking gpps and i'm strictly wanting lower total lineup ownership paul casey becomes a maybe right that's kind of how we can filter through some of this stuff and talk through it 
Um, but my optimal lineup strategy or contest selection for golf, it, it's honestly the same. I mean, my contest selection for golf is the same as anything else. It's single entry and three max primarily. I play 150 maxes, but single entry and three max. I don't play cash. Golf, it sounds even worse to play cash, but single entry and three max, the smaller the contest field, the better. Just target small contest buy-ins. 100 people in it, fantastic contest, right? Um, 500 people, 250, fantastic contest. 50,000 people, probably a terrible contest to be entering. But salaries, $100,000 first, and you got to beat 50,000 people. Your odds of winning that are insanely small, especially if, that's if you suggest that everybody in the contest field is playing on an equal playing field where most of those contests, they have 150 lineups and they're professionals and they're winning six figures a year maybe. And there's little old you with one to five to 10 lineups trying to play the lottery. It's fine. Like it's all about perspective. Your perspective is, as I always say, to just have some fun and maybe, maybe your, your goal is to win six or seven figures. Well then yeah, you have to play in those contests where you win six or fi- seven figures. If your goal is to build an actual bankroll and sustain this and have this as a hobby that doesn't drain your bankroll and make people in your lives pissed that you're wasting money on it. Uh, well then Contest selection and bankroll management are the two biggest things before you even enter a lineup. Yeah, and any questions that you have, I mean, that's basically the lineup page. So if you're just getting into this, we, we kind of just walked through, through through this whole video. So I would recommend um, just re-watching it, right? Uh, because we, we walked through how to build very unique lineups with an optimizer. You can use this one. It's linked down below if you want to on Patreon. But this allows you to play chalk. So if you wanted to eat all the chocolate speed, like somebody said earlier, this allows you to do that by constricting your total lineup ownership, by using randomness, by using uniques, things along those lines. I currently, as it stands right now, won't be playing Spieth. Uh, yeah, it's an aggressive, obviously, fade, but I think it's the proper one. And for my track record, I got to fade 30% Dustin Johnson when he absolutely blew the doors off him on the Masters last year. So my track record on fading in the Masters in the last six months, not great. Played 0% Dustin Johnson at 30-plus percent ownership. I still think that that was the right decision. Dustin Johnson won. I lost money. I still think if we're talking about making that decision long-term, we end up making a lot of money because the highest projected owned guy is not going to finish first or top three in every single golf tournament. They're actually not going to all that often, right? <laughs> Paul Casey, highest projected guy. He's not going to have the top 10, top 15 finish that he needs um, more times than not, in my opinion, at that high ownership. Let's look at some of the most recent questions. What is the briefly summarize? I don't know what that means, my man, SK. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? In a tiers competition, should I be using your projections for tiebreakers? Yeah, I mean, you should be using them just in general. I, I would believe so. I mean, tiers is all about projections. Ownership will come into play as well, but yeah, for sure. Denny Wilt, top eight, never. What ownership would you be okay with in a 71-person GPP? Uh, since it's small field. Yeah, you could honestly do anything there. Like 90% owned lineups are fine. Once you start to get to 110, like, do you think those 71 people are actually competitive? Like what's the buying level? If it's five or $3, you can throw a cash lineup in there. It might be duplicated once or twice, but that's a risk you run. Like you can just basically build a cash lineup if you're playing in a 71 person contest. Just assuming it's not like a hundred or two hundred dollar buying because those are all going to be professionals um, or at least people who are really serious about this. But assuming that you're looking at, let's just say, pull up some other lineups so let's just say assuming that you're looking at like not the greatest but decent competition you just got to get different in one spot so i mean play whoever you want and then in one spot just pivot just pivot to a 10 percent or less on guy how much fill do you currently have um i don't have any i, I have contest reserves but i haven't built anything out yet this one this this build gives me one percent phil mickelson i'm going to have probably more than that though because this is i mean we're at wednesday morning so later today i'll kind of finalize some stuff i'll probably have phil his ownership level right now I feel projected for 1% ownership. I'll probably have 2 or 3% Phil Mickelson. I mean, I don't need 10% Phil Mickelson when he's 1% owned. Like, what are we doing here? But I assume I'll have 2 or 3%, so double or triple the field. You have to take risks, somebody says, correct. I beat 59,000 people in January. It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. But the problem with saying it can happen is, and congrats to you, you beat 59,000 people in January. The far majority of people won't. But when people think that they actually have a legitimate chance percentage-wise to beat 59,000 people, that's where problems occur. They continue to hit the deposit button. They continue to play in the worst contests ever. 
people win every single night somebody wins the nba a hundred thousand dollars first a lot of the times it's professionals right or a lot of times it's people who just enter 150 lineups and not a lot of people are doing that um you can get lucky of course right i'm not saying you can't but if we're trying to say percentage-wise, people win the lottery every day. It's the worst thing you should be doing. If you're paying, buying a lottery ticket every single day, I mean, just put your money into anything else. Literally anything else will give you more utility out of burning it on the lottery ticket. Like you don't even get the entertainment value of watching a DFS, like sweat, right? Um, but it, like, it comes down to your expectations. That's what we were saying earlier. Obviously, somebody wins. Your pretend chances of winning are extremely low to beat 60, 100, 150, 200,000 people. Somebody might win watching this, and I hope you do. But if you chase that, all year long, you odds are percentage-wise that most people watching this, if you just chase the hundred thousand dollar first contest, a millionaire maker, you're just going to be negative bankroll. Like if you're watching this and that relates to you, you're just going to be negative bankroll for a probably very long time. Why is nobody talking about Tony Finau? Yeah, I'm shocked. Tony Finau is always highly owned. He's a yes for me. I mean, I'll talk about him. He's uh, yes for me. I only have him projected for ten percent ownership. I'm going to have way more than that for Tony Finau. I believe Tony Finau is one of my highest owned golfers because I'm getting yep. Yeah, Tony Finau currently sits. This is not my final stuff, right? This is literally me doing a lineup building show, answering questions to start off my lineup building process. I haven't done anything until right now because it makes no sense to build lineups on Monday, Tuesday, or earlier than that. But Tony Finau, as it stands right now, I'm getting him as my highest owned golfer. Does this hold up? Probably not. Does he stay as one of my higher owned golfers? Yeah, as long as ownership doesn't come up on him. Uh, 10% ownership for Tony Finau doesn't make much sense with the form that he's in, how well he's been playing. I don't care if he can't win. The price point isn't $11,000. Rom or DJ for you? Give me Rom. I'm new to this. Can you summarize how it works? Yeah, it's golf. You pick six golfers. Um, if they're highly owned, I usually try and get away from them, but you just pick six golfers. It's a four-day event. It's the Masters. There's only 88 golfers in this field. There's normally like around, you know, a full field is usually 150 or so golfers. Um, on Friday, the top 50 in ties make the cut. So you might have a guy that doesn't make the cut. And if you don't have a guy that doesn't make the cut, you're not going to win first place. You can still get through. So the whole goal is to get a six out of six, it's called. So if you can get a six out of six through your lineup, um, through the weekend into Saturday and Sunday, assuming nobody withdraws, you're in a really good spot. Six out of six percentages are usually in the single digits. Sometimes some contests, there's only 2% of people, 1% of people uh, that get six out of six guys. So your whole goal is to have all six of your guys make the cut. Obviously, ownership still matters. Contest selection still matters, but it's golf. You get points for birdies. You get points for eagles. You get points for pars. You lose points for bogeys. You get points for birdie streaks, uh, bogey-free round, things like that. Can you build a cash lineup? Yeah, we did earlier. Um, I mean, we built cash lineups earlier. I mean, I personally wouldn't recommend playing cash in golf. I don't think there's a... There's definitely no worse sport to be playing cash in, but this is what a cash lineup looks like. Do not play these lineups in GPPs unless you don't care about the money that you're putting in because you will not favor well. But this is if I take off all randomness. This is if I take off all excluding players. These are the types of lineups that you get. So this is going to be a cash lineup. This will probably be one of the highest owned cash lineups this week. It is currently my highest owned cash lineup. That's why you cannot play it in a GPP. 106% total lineup ownership is terrible. It is terrible, right? So this is going to be a chalky lineup this week. Um... This is going to be a chalky lineup this week. These are these are the chalk lineups this week that you shouldn't be playing. Insert Jordan Spieth into some of these lineups instead of, let's just say, um, instead of Berger, insert Jordan Spieth and then put in like Sergio or something. And those lineups will also be very chalky. What salary range do you allow in your 150s? Um, you can put the full 50,000 because you can you could uh, optimize through the max ownership. So you can put the whole 50,000. I, in that example, was using 49,900. So I was leaving $100 on the table in every single one of my lineups. But because the power of the big energy optimizer, because you can control how much total lineup ownership you get, it makes it very simple, like very, very simple um, to be able to constrict your your total lineup ownership. You just put a percentage, right? So I had it at 70 or 80%. So total lineup ownership, 75%. So max lineup ownership, 75% right there. That's where we had it at. Um, and I think some somewhere around 65 and 80% is probably a very good number to be having. 60 might be a little bit too low for a lot of your lineups. Answers ownership. Yeah, answer for me. 
I've met 14% right now. So average, not bad. Um, yeah. So if you're like brand new to DFS, there's contests, right? So it, the contests tell you exactly how much, if you finish first, you get this amount. If you finish second, this amount, if you finish third, this amount, if you finish 15,000, you get nothing, right? So you can check the DraftKings or whatever site you'd like to play on. Any love for Harmon this week? The whole lefty narrative at Augusta. I don't buy into this lefty narrative. I mean, some whole, like some spots it might help you, but it still matters about the golfer. It matters about the golfer's form. I'm not changing. Like you're not getting a bump up like at all for me if you're a lefty. Like I'm not giving, like there's no st- statistical significance of a big sample that says, oh, you should give 5% because this guy's, no, right? No, not for me. So the narrative doesn't hold any weight for me. Do I have any love for Harmon? Um, I believe he's in a player pool for me. Yeah, Harmon's in a player pool for me. He projects out. Let's pull up Harmon. I ranked, I think Harmon has a C plus this week, which is decent, right? C plus isn't bad. It makes him in a player pool. C plus, he ranks out for 56.2 points for me. So uh, I'm not really there much. Like I'd, I'd rather take Kokrak and obviously Connors are right there with higher ownership. I'd rather take a flyer on for Telly or even, honestly, I'd rather play Phil Mickelson than Harmon this week. You'll get half the ownership, which is small ownership already on Harmon. I have him at 3%, but more upside. Hey, Sal, loyal patron, do you generally exclude the no's from your player pool? I do not, no. Or do they just come out to less than 5% or so? I'm definitely going to exclude the 6K former champs. Yeah, excluding the 6K former champs makes sense. They probably won't even come up in the pay, uh, player pool. Shout out to you, loyal patron. Appreciate you, my man. But Bill, I do not. So five no's mean just 5% or less. If you exclude those players, your player pool's like, for me, I only have like 40 guys as yeses or maybes. So if you exclude those players, your player pool's only gonna be like 40 guys, which really constricts what you're trying to do. In an 88-person field, I mean, 40 guys isn't a terrible player pool to have, especially if you're taking some, like if you're playing a guy at 60, 70, 80%, then you're going to only have like 40 guys. But my player pool will probably be in the 50s, like 50, 55%, which means that some of those no's, 5% or less owned, will be in there. Best ball tourney, who do you got? Best ball tourneys, who do you got? Like one and done tournaments? Yeah, I haven't picked my one and done yet. Actually, I don't even know who I still have available in the one and done. I'm pretty sure I'm just sucking in that. We've 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 picked, I, I've won on six outright winners out of like the 10 golf contests that I've actually played and made bets in. I didn't make anything for the match play or the Valero last week. So I've won on like six outright winners this year on cards that have like four or five outrights. Um, but I don't think I've gotten a single winner in my one and done. I'm just not there on the exact same weeks. Are you building your lines in the morning or later tonight? Uh, later tonight slash in the morning. Yeah. I'll reserve a bunch of contests today, um, but later tonight slash tomorrow morning. I don't think much will change by tonight. If you're new to DraftKings, make sure you enter some beginner tournaments. Yeah, you can take advantage of those for sure. Who will contend that no one is talking about, Sal? I mean, Tony Finau, because people just don't think that he'll ever win until he does win, and then they'll think that he wins all these events because he sets up perfectly at them. So, I mean, people are talking about Brooks, but he's not going to have ownership because people are scared of it. So people are talking about Brooks, but they're scared of playing him because they don't got the cojones. We got the 30 to one. We got the cannolis on us. So yeah, Brooks, Tony Finau, those guys have upsides. Uh, There's a lot of guys in this field who have upside to win. Like I'm not going to name 20 guys, but there's a ton of guys who have win equity in this field. Nobody's talking about Haddon. Do I think he sets up here? Well, no. Does he have the stones to win on a Sunday if he's back to or up to? Yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, but Finau really nobody's talking about too much. And he sets up fantastic for this course. He has a tee to green play. He has the approach play. He has the um, ball striking, right? The off the tee. He has all of it. He has all of it. Your take on Artis and Sergio. Apologize for already discussed. Yeah, we actually haven't discussed many individual players. We've been like doing more lineup strategy, but happy to answer. Uh, Sergio's in a player pool for me. Not really a strong interest, just in a player pool. I'm assuming I get some amount of Sergio. Like we can look at the most recent, um, most recent run of the optimizer. It gave me, so the most recent run of the optimizer ends up giving me 10% Sergio. That feels fine. That feels probably above the field. Uh, Carlos Ortiz, I don't really like. So this might tell me that I have some, like Ortiz, it gives me 9%. I won't have that at the end of the day. Um, I won't have that. Thoughts on Gary Woodland? Terrible. Not playing him. 
I used to love Gary Woodland. He stinks at the Masters to begin with. And even if you don't want to take that narrative into account, I got 1% of him in one lineup, so I'm not playing him. Uh, Gary Woodland is not somebody you should be playing. But Sally finished like top five last week. Yeah, that doesn't matter. He he had like a, one of his best career events around the green. That's not going to hold up. You need Gary Woodland to have ball striking, and his ball striking just isn't there right now. So what happened last week? And if people are going to go out there and play Gary Woodland at, let's see what my ownership is on Gary Woodland, like projected ownership this week. I have Woodland projecting out for 8% ownership this week. That is That is comical. Gary Woodland stinks at this course. Gary Woodland right now just stinks in general. Like Gary Woodland last week, he was decent at the Valero, right? He's okay. He had actually off the tee game flashing, but he gained five strokes around the green. Gary Woodland gained five strokes around the green, which isn't even his game. That's a third most uh, around the green strokes for Gary Woodland in the last decade. So he had his third best event ever around the green. And that's why he popped up. So if people want to make his ownership from 2% where it should be to 8% because of that, bad idea. Uh, bad idea. Love JT to win it all. Guy's only getting better. Yeah, he is. Smash that like button. Finau or Spieth? Finau by far for me. Um, Finau by far for me. If we're talking outright market, sure. I, I don't want either of them. I don't want either of their bets in the outright market. But if we're talking right now, just DFS, it's Finau by far for me. It's, it's not even close. And there's going to be like some Spieth lovers out there that are like, what is this? Oh, this is, I hate this guy. I don't care if his name is Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, uh, Tiger Woods was in this, in this event. Whoever is the high owned guys, you need to leverage off of them. And the difference between Spieth and Finau for me this week is not that much. And then when you factor in that Spieth is a three times the ownership, that's where it changes. Ended a couple of lineups in a $4 milli tournament. What would you recommend? I know you don't like these tournaments, but just wanted some advice. Yeah, constrict your total lineup ownership. Uh, so don't play the chalk. Don't play Jordan Spieth in the Millie Maker. Just a terrible idea. So um, constrict your total lineup ownership. If you have access to an optimizer like this one, it's very affordable and it's linked down below. My optimizer, you can put in total lineup ownership. I put it at 75%. That'll give you some good lineups. Which debunk de- do- debutant do you think will play the best? Um, I mean, Will's out is hard not to say, right? I believe. So Hovland, is Hovland's debutant here? He's, he played as an amateur. So is this technically his debutant? Because then I'll just, the cop-out answer is Hovland. He didn't qualify last year. He played it as an amateur, so I guess it's not his technically debutant, but debutant as a PGA Tour player. Um, so if we're going to give that to Hovland, then clearly Hovland. But I mean, you don't have many other options. Like it's Will's Altours. It's like Rob McIntyre, right? So there's not that many options that actually stand out as debutants. I think Neiman played here as an amateur in the past, I believe. Um, so yeah, I, I'll give it to Will's Alley, Will's Alley Taurus. Will's Alley. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of other guys have played here. Like Carlos Ortiz, Ryan Palmer, and Rob McIntyre, I don't think have played here, but I'll take um, Matt Jones as a debutant, apparently. I don't know if that's true. Uh, so, yeah, I will give it to Wills Altors, which is the cop out answer. With the course projected to play firm, are you leaning towards around the green putting or approach players to target? Yeah, uh, approach putting. Green, yeah, those are all weighted for me. I like approach every single week. Uh, off the tee play in general. So, ball striking in general this week matters more. So, adding in your off the tee. Around the green, yeah. Around the green is always going to factor into the Masters for sure. Zilker Park in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I'll probably play. I'll probably play some. I got uh, I got my own discs. I just put them back into my new car. I had to take them out. Uh, who is your number one overall value? It is Corey Connors, and he is also my tied for my third highest ownership. Thoughts on building around Rory and Reed this week? Um, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I've cooled off a little bit on Reed. I got a forty to one ticket on him, which I liked, but I cooled off a little bit on Reed. I, I think it's a little, maybe not super risky to be playing Reed this week. Um, the outright markets, I think it's fine, but a lot has to go right for him. Like in 2018, what's up, Sal? How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Is Corey Connors your favorite under 7k option? If you're playing cash, yes. It depends on your total lineup ownership after that. Like Lonto looks really good. Jason Crack, Ryan Palmer look really good below 7k. And then there's just a long laundry list of guys below 7k. Like I have a ton of guys grading out well below 7k. Um, but it depends on your total lineup ownership. Corey Connors is my number one overall play. If we're talking cash, once you start putting into total line of ownerships, Corey Connors becomes a little bit more of an issue, but yes, below seven K just to give you a pure answer. If he's your first guy in your lineup, Corey Connors is completely fine. 
Um, on this crunch of Corey Connors, I got 13%, so I'm below the field, which I like. I like being below the field. That's because we're using randomness. And I got more of Jason Kokrak. Um, so I got Kokrak at 19% in this most recent lineup build on the Big Energy Optimizer, and I like that. I like that a good amount. So I think that pivoting to Jason Kokrak, the way that he's been playing lately, makes a lot of sense because Jason Kokrak right now will probably be coming in half the ownership as Corey Connors for a very similar projection. I have Connors for three more fantasy points at half the ownership. So he's a yes for me. Oh, so both under yes, yeah. Connors, if you're just looking for optimal builds, otherwise Kokrak, if you're looking to get different in your lineups. <clears throat> Pantley, Cantley versus Berger for you. Um, I will go with Cantley there. Is there a must-own golfer to roster on FanDuel? I don't play FanDuel, so I don't know, but there is not a single must-own golfer this week. There's must-fade golfers, in my opinion, like Jordan Spieth if you're playing in larger field contests. Which old guy will play the best, Westwood, Sergio, or Casey? I don't know if Casey's that old, my man. I thought you were going to start to say, like, Freddie Couples and, like, Phil. I mean, out of those three you just gave me, I'll say Casey. Kind of like a cop-out answer. What's the max ownership we should use for cash contests? It doesn't matter. You don't, you don't have to worry about your max ownership in cash contests. I mean, if you're, like, worried about getting duped in 50-50s, then just don't play cash, right? Because you, you only have to have 50% of the field. So it, you shouldn't be worrying about it too much. You can set it at 100 if you want to, but you're going to lose out on some optimal builds. So in golf, it doesn't matter as much because optimal builds for golf can be a 70% on lineup like because golf is so random, like extremely random. So like going with the crowd and playing 30% Jordan speed is silly. All righty, gang. Yeah, get your final questions in and we shall... We shall be getting on with it. I appreciate you all tuning in to today. Yeah. So if you're watching right now, there's like 140 people who are at like peak. So answer any questions you have, I'm going to answer them. So I'll stay on as long as you guys have questions. We kind of already went through, if you're tuning in a little bit later, the entire lineup building process for how to get optimal GBP lineups this week, how to constrict your total lineup ownership, randomness, uniques, some opportunities to fade, specific contests. We went through like a lot of stuff, right? So you can use the big energy optimizer. Whoops. You can use the big energy optimizer if you want to. It is linked down below on Patreon. But there's a free contest this week, no matter which state that you live in. It's legal in all states, Canada as well. Um, it's free to enter. It's super draft. There's currently only 93 people. So it's 9.3% filled and it starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. So we are 21 hours away from, this is my contest. It's a free roll that I did. Uh, $500 in prizes, giveaways in terms of merch and uh, some other things as well. Merch and draft guides when the draft guides release for the NFL. So if you want to check out this contest, I will, it's linked down below, but I'll also put it into the chat right now. Get any questions that you have in I know that we're getting peak concurrent ownership or peak concurrent viewership right now. I got like 150 people watching. Appreciate all you watching. Hopefully you're tuning in uh, and you're going to be getting some nice dollar whiskeys in the masters. Any final questions, get them out there right now. And I will be sure to answer them. Sal, we rocking a live later for the NBA as well. Yeah, we'll be live around 4.45 p.m. East Coast time for the NBA later today. Adam Scott versus Bubba. Give me Adam Scott. James Perkins, all he says is shirt. Nothing else but shirt. Thanks for being available, Sal. We appreciate it. Morikawa seems to be under the radar. Which golfer do you think we are forgetting to talk about? Yeah, people are forgetting to talk about, I think, Tony Finau and Morikawa a lot this week. So uh, Morikawa for me right now is a yes. He'll be low owned. I like Tony Finau more because he sets up better for this course. Um, so yeah, I think that's where people are starting to forget about some golfers. Uh, Morikawa, people are forgetting about Hovland to an extent. Uh, but Morikawa... Finau. I mean, I'm shocked Finau. He's normally like 20% on every week. He's being forgotten. So Morikawa Finau, if you dip down into some other ranges, I don't, I don't think people are giving Max Homa enough credit for winning earlier this year in California at a very similar course at the Genesis, right? Um, for winning at a Riviera and not getting as much hype as he deserves. So those are some guys, the 6K range people aren't really talking about outside of Connor. So Kokrak is an easy pivot at the same price point if you wanted to. But yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Normally Finau is the talk of the town and I, obviously it's a loaded field, but normally he's like, oh, Finau is in a low $9,000 range. I want to be playing him. Uh, so it's interesting. 
It's just it's very interesting that Jordan Spieth is literally soaking up all of the nine thousand dollar range ownership. Cantley as well, but you have Morikawa, Reed, Brooks, Tony Finau, and Webb Simpson not picking up that much ownership apiece. And Spieth is just sucking it all in. So I'll play all those other guys around him. Sal, doesn't seem that I can join on the Super Draft on mobile. When I'm on my laptop later, I'm going to see if I can hop in. Where can I access the link later? Yeah, it's in the description of this video. I posted it on Twitter a couple of times. Um, I sent out an email to anybody on the email list. So yeah. Uh, but if you can't access it on mobile, if you have the app, you should be able to. Uh, but yeah, we can uh, we can see. Oh, Hatton or Fino? Yeah, give me Fino. Did you move to Austin yet? I did not. Uh, about a couple of weeks. A couple weeks. 7300 to $7,500. Who are your top two options? 7300 to $7,500. My top three options or top two options you said my top two options from 73 to 7500 dollars will be answer and neiman answer and neiman in that order but i'd rather have homa over both of them at 7100 dollars. is it okay to not use all the allocated salary in DraftKings? yes sir it is it's very okay potentially is even optimal fleetwood in a player pool not a priority any sleeper picks in the 7k range to the chalk yeah i mean max home will be like eight percent on ten percent on this week and i like him a lot i'm very high on max homa this week i'm outside of max homa you have some pivot options like Adam Scott. I'm not really there too much. Wills Altors, I'm not there too much. Rose, I'm not there too much. So the guy in the 7K range that I like the most that won't be as highly owned will be uh, Max Homa. I'm curious at what Neiman's ownership I have at. I have Neiman, so I have 18% Neiman, so I'll be playing a good amount there. Neiman, I have at 12%. Neiman would be the second option after that. Of the 9K plus range, who would shock you the most if they win? 9K plus range, who would shock me the most winning this event? Shock me the most winning this event in the 9K plus range? Either Reed or Webb Simpson, which is funny because I have a 40 to 1 number on Reed, but that number is just too high. Like Reed's a 28 to 30 to 1 golfer, and that's where he's at now. So I would say Webb would shock me the most if he won here. He's had back to back top 10 finishes, yes. Um, he just doesn't have good off the tee play. So I can't say Speeth now. It would have been Speeth before the last two or three weeks. Um, but I would say shocking me the most, yeah. There's a lot of good 9K golfers. I, I guess I'd say Webb Simpson. Oh my God, he didn't say Tony Finau because Tony Finau never wins. All right. Relax. Um, he would not shock me winning. He sets up actually really nice here. I tried a mobile and Twitter and it wasn't working. Did it on my laptop and it worked. Interesting. That's very weird that you can't enter that contest through mobile since a lot of people are using, uh, th- I appreciate that feedback. So when they reach out to me, if there's any issues, I'll have to let them know that. Um, if they're like, yo, why didn't this feel that much? I'll be like, yo, because the links don't work on mobile and fucking more than probably half the people are using mobile. Bryson or JT? Bryson or JT? If you're looking for an outright winner, I would take Bryson. If you're looking for a DFS option, I would, or if you're looking for an outright winner, I'd take JT. If you're looking for a DFS option, I'd take Bryson at a lot lower ownership. I'm going to bounce. I appreciate you tuning in. We did about basically an hour on this. Any final questions, get them into the chat. Rory or Finau outright this week. I would take Rory's outright at 20 to 1. I did that. So if you could still find a 21, it was 19 to 1 yesterday. Be sure to watch the betting video that came out yesterday. DFS video came out on Sunday night. This is obviously the final thoughts video, the lineup building show. This is going to be where there's a bunch of jam-packed value. So if you're tuning in later on and you didn't catch most of it, there's a lot of upside. It's not just Q&A. There's a lot of upside on how to build optimal masters lineups. So before you go, a lot of new people will probably see this one. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Please check out Patreon if you want to use that optimizer that was showed in the video. That's available on Patreon with all my tools, projections, ranks, ownership. That is this guy right here, the Big Energy Optimizer. And then also we have Superdraft. A free roll. It's free to enter. It's linked down below. You can join it, I guess, only on desktop, which is a concern. But uh, what are you going to do? There's now only 95 people in this, and it starts in 25 hours or 21 hours. So best of luck. The Masters is upon us. Um, starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Maybe I'll do some live streams throughout the Masters week uh, for like showdown contests. If you guys are interested in that, we can do those for showdown contests and for the weekend contests because normally there's some big prizes for the Masters. So I think that could be a little bit of fun, a lot of bit of fun. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I appreciate you all in advance. Sal on Twitch, love it. Yeah, what's going on, Ascended? Shout out over you over on Twitch. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching this on Twitch, which normally like two or three people do, be sure to follow me over there. Um, I really don't ever promote Twitch because I just kind of stream to it because I can. 
All right. Thank you, J Money. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy the Masters. Everybody see you later for NBA. We'll be live later today. Yes. Good luck to everybody watching. We'll be live later today for NBA at 445. So about six hours from now or so, we'll be live for an hour breaking down the nine game NBA sleep. Projections are up for that. MLB projections will be out later today. Come to join the community. Come get into the Discord over on Patreon. You all rock. I'll see you all in the next one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Like and subscribe before you go and enjoy National Beer Day and National Walking Day. At least celebrate one of those. You should be able to celebrate at least one of those today if you're viewing this. All right. Peace out, gang. See you in the next one.